Hello, and welcome to TV Dinner, the podcast where we take three bites out of a show and tell you how it tastes. I'm your host, Kalena. I'm your other host, Sean. And this week, we are watching Wodakoi. I'm pretty sure that this is the show that I heard from ProZD is a good show. I've heard from a lot of people that it's good. I don't watch a lot of light and fluffy shows. Yeah, me neither. I I mean, we've watched, or I've watched an episode of My Love Story, which is the big dude. But uh, I thought we watched more than that. I've definitely watched more than that, at least. We've, I've watched like two episodes of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was cute or whatever. I just, I don't, <laughs> I just don't really, I, it may be hard to believe, but I don't really get into purely romance stuff in general. Yeah. You're you're more of a, a psychological romantic horror aficionado. Is that <laughs> romantic correct? horror? Is that a real thing? Um, sometimes, yeah. Um, Scary. No, I just I'm just into stuff with less personal drama. What's that mean? And so, personal drama being drama between people rather than like a situational drama. Mm-hmm. so like i like stuff where it's oh we're in this dramatic situation we have to get out of it and a personal drama is just like two people are kind of upset at each other because they both like each other but neither of them are gonna say anything and that's kind of boring to me well what about narratives that are working on both levels because both drama, levels that's good if there's no personal drama at all then the show is gonna be boring to me right but if it's all personal drama, then I might not get into it. Yeah, you know, but that's depending. like, you know, people who like The Bachelor, that's all personal drama. I mean, some situational drama with like, oh, I have to get rid of a dude this week. But other than that, it's just like some people are yelling at each other for no reason. <laughs> yeah, but that's because it's so... F- that's because the Bachelor it is sucky and artificial and a bunch of like editing and not writing. Want to know something interesting? I, I do. I love to know about interesting things. <laughs> Wodakoi was originally a web manga. Oh. It, well, like, it was published online first. Like for free? Or? Um, it says it was published on Pixiv, and I don't quite know what that is. Um, you don't know what Pixiv is? I mean, I do know what Pixiv is, but not really. <laughs> like, I've only okay. been on Pixiv like once. It's, um, I'm pretty sure that it's just, like, your regular type of, um... It seems like it's kind of like Imgur. Imgur? Just, like, like an image site. Well, no, because it's it's more like a... Like how we have, like, sites for artists sharing their, like, artwork and stuff. Mm -hmm. Pixiv is just, like, a... It's just, like, a Japanese sort of, like social social networking and art sharing site yeah so it was that's the very first place that this showed up was on pixiv i honestly can't think of a good uh like parallel to that on like english websites because we don't have a lot of sites that are not leaning specifically for artists yeah and not like leaning really heavily into the social uh social media (laughs) aspect of it uh the only example I can think of is um, Fur Affinity, and that one's very specific. Yeah, so imagine a Fur Affinity, but for not but for, just furries. But for other people also. 
and it's Japanese. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is so backwards. <laughs> but yeah, so that's interesting to me that it's basically just a webcomic that got turned into a manga that got turned into an anime, kind of like um, One Punch Man. Yeah, definitely. It's not the first time we've heard this story. Yeah, um, but it's always fun to me when when something that's, you know, uh, ostensibly just a personal project that someone is publishing because they want to write the story rather than they're trying to get published gets picked up anyway. I think that's really nice. Yeah. Have we ever had any, like, webcomic success stories that are like that in America? Home Homestuck? No, because... because it didn't get a tv show yeah just because homestuck is able to like self-publish volumes and stuff and just because it had like a viral sensation it doesn't make it on the same level as like oh we're going to publish you and gonna give you a tv show it's not really the same thing yeah i mean really the well i guess 50 shades of gray oh okay I'm, I'm, can we move on? <laughs> you wanted an example, and that's the only one I can think of, and it's not a perfect and now example. I'm sad. It is, now in I'm fact, sad that that's the, like the best example. Most imperfect example. <laughs> Let's get back to talking about Wodakoi. What's Wodakoi actually? Okay. Have you, have you actually watched any of it, or have you never I have tried not it? watched any of it. I have no idea what to expect, other than like it's a kind of a comedy love story. Mm hmm. Um, the plot is two sentences on Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, basically, there are two people. Um, there's the girl who is an office worker, and there's the dude who is a company man. But the girl is secretly a Fujoshi, and the dude is secretly an otaku. And they're both going to be secretly nerdy in the the um what's the yeah. word for when the audience knows something but the characters oh, dramatic don't. irony yeah there's gonna be a lot of dramatic irony in this setup as they try <laughs> and conceal their shared interest from each other can you describe to me either of those words just you know in case fujoshi and otaku oh um so fujoshi is are kind fujoshi and otaku are both kind of derogatory words um yeah but it's it's been kind of reclaimed in a way um a little yeah it definitely more so it's it's more cool in american communities to self-identify as that than it is in japanese communities you're still kind of ostracized yeah um to an extent uh but otaku i believe it uh, just translates to like sort of like a, a a maniac or a fanatic about something uh i believe i can't remember that might not be true but i know that fujoshi uh directly translates is more mean, specific yeah fujoshi directly translated means a uh, dirty girl yeah it's it's more of like uh kind of like the sort of fan girl who writes a lot of you know smutty fanfic and Mm-hmm. and uh what do they call the fan comics oh you mean uh doujinshi doujinshi yes mm-hmm. that kind of stuff um and then otaku is more of a more of a just like general nerd mm-hmm. um specifically for this character video games and so they're obsessive about video games and she is a yaoi fangirl <laughs> basically um 
I know Fujoshi was sort of like otaku. I'm not sure if it was more of a mass media word or if it was just in the common lexicon, but Fujoshi was definitely like a mass media word and that like yaoi fans like to use it about themselves. Yeah. So um, as far as I know, there's no kind of deception between those two about who they really are. I think it's more what they present to the world versus who they really are. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're both trying to be, you know, pr- professional, you know, uptight workers. And then when they get home, it's just like, ah, let's be nerdy about shit. <laughs> You'll be ostracized in the work environment if you reveal your nerdy interests to them. Yeah, as far as I know, that's that's basically what the what the deal is. I don't think that it's like a, I can't tell him I'm an otaku. I think it's like, hey, I like this kind of stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I'm not sure. That's just my guess. Um, I'm thinking, you know, either way, uh, it could be a pretty funny show. Um, I think that it's definitely preferential. Uh, it's a more ideal (laughs) if they're not keeping secrets from each other. It's a healthier relationship that way. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so definitely, um, it, it definitely feels like the kind of thing that anime fans over here in the west would get into like uh the romantic life of the otaku and the fujoshi doesn't it feel like uh <laughs> i mean doesn't it feel that way yeah i could it, see it it being popular among westerners for that reason of like mm-hmm. you know i could also find you know my one person who is also trying to be a professional and have a real job but likes anime <laughs> <laughs> I need it. <laughs> well, because I think, I think especially, I mean, it's probably all around the world, but kind of the um, viewpoint of people who like anime and video games and comic books and stuff like that is that they're, you know, in their mom's basement or whatever, not pursuing career goals mm-hmm. sort of thing. And... I guess this I need is someone who's a salary that. man in the streets and a geek in the sheets. <laughs> Basically, I, I just think it's nice to have something that's specifically not that. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. All right. We're going to go watch three episodes and then we will be back to talk about it. Bon appetit. was a cute show yeah i thought it was cute yeah it was also way more straightforward than i expected of a romance anime or a romance series at all (laughs) well uh it's interesting to me because in the first episode so the main character narumi has got a new job and she is telling herself basically that because someone found out at her last job that she was an otaku she had to quit so she's gonna make sure that no one knows at this job and that's pretty much immediately abandoned (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was expecting it to be um i was expecting keeping a secret to be more of a plot point than not at all yeah because that's kind of what wikipedia said was the plot basically was like 
oh, they're both working people, but they got to keep their game secret. So I don't know if maybe that comes up as a plot after we've established the characters or if it's just kind of like, I I don't know, maybe that's the direction they thought they wanted to go with the anime, but then they decided to abandon that. I have a different idea. Hmm. I think that we heard that she hides her Fujoshi lifestyle, and we assumed that that was uh, a setup for situational comedy, when in actuality, it's a, a setup for per, uh, personal drama. And rather, it's, a, in, it's an informative part of her character and her own sort of psyche, more than it is set up for jokes. Yeah. Well, so the in the first episode, she... When she gets to her new job, she sees like her middle school friend and she asks him out for dinner and then he almost reveals her secret, which gives her the inkling that the coworker she was hanging out with might be a nerd too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that same episode, like later, she finally confronts her and they realize that they've hung out at conventions before and that that coworker is a huge uh, cross player mm-hmm. <laughs> and that the main character draws and writes and sells doujin at conventions yeah yeah which is a lot more nerdy than i was expecting yeah if i i guess if i had to have a problem with this show it would just be that it, it skims over like a lot of stuff in order to move on to the next thing like it has a lot to get to and it doesn't want to uh slow down for anything yeah so I, I just feel like the first episode in any other series would have been stretched out to the first you know two or three Stretched out to her like, oh, I, you know, I know this, this guy that's my coworker is an otaku too. And I don't want to date someone that's going to dump me for what I like. (laughs) But like at the end of the first episode, they're just already dating. (laughs) And she's already friends with the other coworkers who also like nerd stuff. So it's not really an issue. Yeah, I think it's more like, hmm. There's definitely not like a will they won't they. It's just kind of like. They are, but they're also very awkward people. Yeah, it, it's more interested in coming up with the, like, the, like, little sort of, like, sugary sweet sort of, like, dating situations that come up in a new relationship and uh, sort of, like, enjoying those than it is in creating, like, drama or any kind of angst. Yeah, I mean, in the second episode, so after they started dating... Uh, the main character, Narumi. So she's dating um, oh, Hirotaka. And mm-hmm. she starts avoiding him just because she feels very awkward. And mm-hmm. she doesn't know what to do. Um, yeah, and that's but... pretty much the most dramatic it gets. And that gets <laughs> resolved very quickly. Yeah, they both realize that it's not like he even like confessed to her or anything. He just kind of like pitched himself. And she hired him. Right. It was like, oh, we didn't really do the emotional thing. It was just kind of like, hey, I'll help you sell your dojin. And she was like, I think you're cute. (laughs) And that was it. Um, They may have been a little drunk when they agreed to that. Yeah. Um, It it feels to me like every episode has two parts. Like it's Mm -hmm. almost, almost like a sketch slice of life anime. But it's just their parts aren't snappy enough to be. Well, if it's an adaptation of a manga or a web manga, it may be that a it, the way that it's published 
in like probably shorter scenarios Mm -hmm. means that there may not be enough content in like one short chapter of the web manga for an entire episode of an anime. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Probably each uh, episode contains two short little chapters because um, the first episode is the first episode's kind of continuous, but it's like her meeting with her childhood friend and then her mm-hmm. making the friend out of her coworker Hannah and then them like getting together. Mm-hmm. But the second episode is they're very awkward together and they need to resolve that. And then all four of them, um, her friend Hannah and his friend Kobakura, um, mm-hmm. go manga shopping together. And then the third mm-hmm. episode is they go to the convention together. And then after that, they're all like hanging out and playing video games. Mm-hmm. It's very like here are two scenarios that are happening implied maybe in like the same weekend or whatever but yeah like it's uh sort of like little episodes of life yeah so it's it's kind of similar to stuff like that Mm-hmm. this sort of like episodic romantic comedy is really popular right now uh, there's definitely a a large amount of series like this and it seems to definitely be um it kind of reminds me of the like slice of life situation uh it's like very applicable it's got mass appeal Um, yeah especially for people who watch anime obviously they're mm -hmm. also the kind of people that usually like to play video games and buy manga and go to conventions so i can see how it's uh relatable yeah definitely this series success is based around uh like uh like a large a large like reaction to it from like fans because like it started off in like 2014 mm-hmm. and then uh it began being like serialized in 2015 and they began like printing the manga and then like 3 years later in 2018 they've published like five volumes and then they start putting out the anime this Mm -hmm. year from like just april to june yeah and along those lines i think another reason it's popular is that um like you were saying it's very current but also the references it makes it makes very Mm -hmm. very explicit references to other media Mm. yeah like straight up it's monster hunter straight up uh, they're holding volumes of real manga um, Monster Hunter, Evangelion, um, Mario Kart, Donkey Kong. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I think that's a, probably part of the relatability factor is you mm-hmm. look at that and you're like, oh, I, you know, I like Evangelion and I'm also an As- Asuka stan or I, I know that feeling in Mario Kart where you're just like so behind and you get mad because you roll over a banana peel. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely back then, those, like, the Wiimotes and the, like, Wiimote steering wheels were a lot more relevant back then <laughs> no than they were now. Because mm-hmm. now we're on the Switch. But, like, back then, uh, it was still, like, like, uh, like, Evangelion references might become more timely in the near future now that it's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. But definitely, uh, it's been a while since the last Evangelion movie came out, so... But, All I mean, of the, like, references. I think Evangelion is 
you know, you're talking about being timely, but I think it's kind of timeless because it's one of those series that no one ever shuts up about. Well, you know, movies and stuff keep coming out, but you're right that it's one of those influential series that like defined a generation to not be too overdramatic about it. Yeah. And I think probably the most current reference they made was Monster Hunter. Mm -hmm. As far as like, this is something that is very new and very popular right now and probably won't (laughs) always be. Well, it's not very new because it's like it's only got big in the West recently, but it's been big over in Japan for a much longer time. Yeah, but the the new Monster Hunter specifically. Um, Definitely using some visuals from that, but they do all kind of look the same. I was more surprised by stuff like the, the the like straight up like definitely that's a real manga cover on those manga volumes that they're yeah. holding or the like straight up ah oh, that's just a a Yu-Gi-Oh card but it's slightly blurry right like they just kind of photoshopped in a Yu-Gi-Oh card here huh <laughs> <laughs> like if you Not wanted to it... look at your old collection you could probably figure out which one she's holding mm. <laughs> not that the show looks bad or anything um no, it's but not it, like it's it doesn't weird, look like, like, you know, poorly, you know, edited in paint or whatever. It just you can tell in an anime when someone took a real life picture of something and put it in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like so then there was another part where they were looking at magazines that were supposed to have real pe- people on it. But that would have been weird because it is an anime. Mm-hmm. So they instead of taking pictures like they did for the manga, they drew it and you can tell. Yeah, it becomes hard in anime to distinguish between, oh, there's the, here's the anime characters, and is this a photo, or is this a drawing of an anime character? Um, right. <laughs> but it's funny, because you can you can tell the anime characters because they're, it's a photo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this manga was the most popular work on Pixiv, so... Oh, yeah, like of all time? the definitive one. Maybe not of all time, but it definitely was at the time that it was uh, selected for publishing and serialization. Mm-hmm. Oh, and mm-hmm. they do, um, in the episode where they go to the convention, uh, she does, like, reference Pixiv and stuff as, like, oh, I, this is, you know, I like your work there, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we interact there because, whatever, <laughs> we're both artists. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of the um a lot of the content of the story about the characters feels like stuff that could have come directly out of the author's life. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's the the interesting thing about it being relatable is that it's just like and with the explicit references to video games and anime is that it's mm-hmm. like this is definitely someone's just like life. <laughs> I think that that's part of the, like, part of the, like, appeal and part of the, like, knowing your audience on Pixiv. Like, yeah, it's a story about, like, being out there, like, in the real world and not really having, like, friends who share your interests or, like, trying to, like, hold on to that, like, group of friends who do. But also it's, like, it was a series that was published on Pixiv and it's a series that appeals to and is, like, um what's the word i can't think of the word but it's a uh, definitely like appeals like directly to and speaks directly to and about like that community on that website on that note um the show has a lot of the regular anime pitfalls 
Oh, yeah, well. <laughs> like, just a lot of worrying about boob size. <laughs> <laughs> Which is... I don't... I don't know anybody that just, like, looks at another girl and is like, oh my god, you're more of a sexual competitor because your boobs are bigger or some weird shit like that. Yeah, but I don't think that was the... That definitely wasn't the tone that Narumi was taking with about Hana, though. No, it wasn't. But not about Hana specifically, but it's kind of the tone she was taking with his little anime figures. Yeah, although she was definitely... um she was prompted to think about it in that manner when, like, earlier she, she was, like, under the conception that they were going to have sex that night. Yeah, and then they didn't. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and that was another thing that you don't see in romance anime is just the very explicit, like, oh, we're going to bone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because she was like, oh, am I wearing cute underwear? And then he's, like, leaning towards her, but then he invites their friends over. <laughs> <laughs> you know context kalena he was always inviting their friends over she just didn't know yeah he was just oh, he's just weird and aloof and doesn't talk enough mm-hmm. too stoic too quiet but that's yeah a lot of um romantic stuff in general doesn't go for that in the third episode mm-hmm um, so that's fun because it feels more realistic that way where it's like, oh, when are we going to kiss and like do stuff like that is, I think, a lot more on the forefront of people's minds in real life than it is in media. Mm-hmm. Unless you're talking about like, uh, <laughs> like the romance section of Barnes and Noble. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, I think that this series is just like very earnest about it and while definitely it's like yes the like first kiss and everything like this is a like written situation but it comes from like a place of like earnestness and realism to the characters and what how they're like thinking and feeling about it Mm -hmm. so how do you feel about the characters there are four main characters we've Mm -hmm. kind of been talking about them a little bit there's the main character narumi who Relatable. likes Yaoi and draws Yaoi and sells Yaoi. <laughs> okay, maybe not in those senses. What do you mean? I said relatable, and then you said those three things in a row. And I was like, okay, maybe not in that way. Yeah, no. Well, that's when I said, like, oh, she's way more of a nerd than I was expecting. Because I know mm-hmm. I've never bought Dojin, but I know people who have, but I don't know anyone who's drawn it. <laughs> um. And then her boyfriend, Hirotaka, who just likes any version of a game. He likes video games and he likes card games and he likes whatever those pencils were. (laughs) 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 Then there are each of their friends from work who are Mm -hmm. also dating. Apparently, I thought it was going to be like a will they won't they because it wasn't explicit until the third episode that, oh, they're already dating and they have been dating. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um. But there is uh, Koyanagi, who's Hana, um, and she's a crossplayer, and she likes Yaoi also. And mm-hmm. then Kobakura, Kabakura, who is like a little more chill about it. He is a um, casual fan. Yeah, like he likes it, and he likes reading manga and hanging out at conventions, but he's not crazy about it. That's not like his life. Mm. like it is like it seems to be for the other characters 
He likes normal otaku things and is not intense about any, like, one specific thing. Right. When they were uh, manga shopping, uh, Hirotaka was like, why are you so weird about manga shopping? You don't like this? And he was like, I love it. But I don't want to come in here in my work clothes and look like, you know, I have to have it right after work because I'm crazy otaku. Yeah. He's, like... He likes sports and normal things, and he likes otaku things. He likes them, like, less intensely than his friends. And he's, he is, like, all of them, like, consciously aware of the, like, sort of, like, uh, of being, like, perceived as an otaku. And he kind of wants to, like, ward it off more than the rest of them. Yeah. Um, but he's not, you know, he lets them do their thing, and he's not weird about it. It I, I liked the end of the, the second episode after the manga shopping a lot. Because they were all going to go out to dinner together, and then after getting their new manga, they were like, okay, I'm going to go home and read now. <laughs> and uh, I felt bad for Hirotaka because he was just like, I didn't, he didn't buy any manga. But then he was like, well, I guess I'll go play video games. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Just like, whatever. <laughs> it just unfazed. Yeah, for- at first, I was going to feel bad for him because they were all going to go to like dinner together and he was just kind of like waiting a lot in the store, but he seems like he was fine with it. Yeah, that's that's why I thought it was really cute because it's just everyone kind of lets each other like the things that they like, <laughs> except for uh, when they're arguing about Evangelion characters, <laughs> when, the, when the dudes are like, why do the girls feel like they have to like the same character? <laughs> <laughs> or it has to be like a fight if they don't right <laughs> uh kalena i'm sorry but the the rage the debate will ever rage on ray or oscar one or the other i'm sorry there is no common ground to be found in those two camps the answer is eva 01 <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was a nice little throwaway joke <laughs> Yeah, there's not a whole lot to talk about, so I'm worried that this episode that is a week late is going to be short. It's well, it was just a very casual show. I just wanted to have you ever like I don't know, have any of the situations that have like come up in this show uh did any of them in like particular like stand out to you as like something that like you relate to or something that you've thought about? Um, well, I am a cosplayer, so I guess the closest I would get is Hana, um, when she is like, here, consider cosplaying with me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, it's time for you to cosplay as well. Right, right. She like, uh, makes Narumi buy a cosplay magazine and it's like, hey, we, sh- we could do like a couple's cosplay together because you're so short. <laughs> yeah, I'm tall, you're short. There's a the bajillion different uh duo costumes that would be so easy yeah yeah it wouldn't be difficult and i've i've done couples cosplays with my friends before so like i get it mm-hmm. uh and i've experienced you like pushing me <laughs> you've more been, and more you've, to do cosplay you've been kabakura also <laughs> <laughs> where you're just like there in your jeans no... and me and kaylee are like doing our poses Uh, Yeah, well, I relate more to Narumi, especially since you have gotten me to cosplay at conventions before. Yeah, Narumi hasn't cosplayed by the third episode, but I'm hoping 
that that is a plot thread that will be picked up on on a later episode. <laughs> <laughs> that they're actually going to do something. I think it would be cute. Okay. What about you? Oh, anything like I'm looking forward to? No, no, no. What do you relate to the most? Hmm, what do I relate to the most? Hmm. Probably just like hmm, wanting to actually have like friends just like get together and play video games. Yeah, I a lot of the times when Hirotaka would say something, I was like, oh, that's you. But not like personality wise, just like kind of situation wise. Yeah, there's a little bit of like overlap, you know. But I like Narumi more than I like uh, Hirotaka. I don't know if that's like, reminds me too much of myself or what, but uh, definitely uh, uh, Hirotaka doesn't have to like deal with this, but you know, you want your friends to like get together and like play a game or something and you don't want your plans to fall through and you don't want when people do get together for them to not do the thing together. Yeah, and and it was cute because in the the third episode they were all just like having a good time hanging out and playing games and drinking and stuff, which we've done with our friend group. Mm-hmm. We've done recently. So, what do you think about shows like this where there's not like a conflict? I think you know what I think about shows like this. Are you bored by the show? Do you not want to watch it anymore? I mean, I I don't think I would mind watching more. I, I'm definitely, like I said, I would be interested to see an episode where they cosplay together and, you know, the progression of the, honestly, the progression of the friendships more than the relationships. Because mm-hmm. the relationships so are still seem interested like in it. decently stable. Um, as you know, I'm I'm definitely a romanticizer of friendship. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, just like... I that's a thing that I prefer to see about and like hear about and know about way more than actual relationships. Mm-hmm. It's like friendships very important to me. But I just stuff that doesn't have a very clear plot like this, I find hard to try to watch. Yeah, but you liked watching this show. Yeah, but I don't think I will seek it out in the future. Because I, so after we watched, we did our Heroes episode, I went and I watched like six more episodes because I was like, oh, we have ended on a cliffhanger and I need to know what happens. I haven't watched mm-hmm. it since. <laughs> but there um, was conflict in that show. Yeah, I fell off pretty quickly, but there was a solid plot and there was conflict. And this one is like, there's nothing hanging that I have to get back to. It would mm. be nice to watch more, but I'm not going to end this episode and go you know frantically consume 15 more episodes <laughs> consume yeah um hmm. okay uh i guess that you just have like in that case i guess you just have like other things that you do to relax like you don't want to relax by sitting down and watching a show you sit down and watch a show for a different reason yeah and i, and I definitely have friends who like cute and romantic and chill anime like that and this is something i would definitely recommend to them mm-hmm. um like are uh, you saying you like don't like to like watch shows to relax instead you like to watch shows to be excited maybe um i watch shows to relax sometimes um but i still want it to have something to keep me interested as it's going along mm-hmm. so 
it's not often that I get a lot of time when I get home from work to just chill and do something. But when mm-hmm. I do, I'll I'll like embroider and watch iZombie or I'll knit and watch Bates Motel. <laughs> like I do a relaxing <laughs> thing while watching an interesting show. <laughs> huh. I just wonder if you're if it's like intellectual engagement or something. I don't mean to be interrogating you. I'm just curious. Yeah, I don't know. I just I think stuff that's relaxing like that, like this show is, I think is, for me is what podcasts fill. Hmm. Okay. So so the the need to just like you know, see something relaxing that doesn't necessarily have a a strong plot or whatever. I think mm-hmm. for me is like if I want to do that, I'm going to put in a podcast. So you asked me if I would watch more of it. Would you watch more of it? Well, no, but I was only so persistent in asking you about it because I don't know, I got really curious about you know, why we do the things we do. Yeah, that's fair enough, but it seemed like you were you were kind of on the side of watching more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we're kind of of the same same opinion where it is a nice show and it's a cute show, but it's it just doesn't have like that driving force that's going to yeah. keep us coming back. I almost worry sometimes that this podcast is part of a, a bad habit of constantly starting things and not finishing them. Well, <laughs> that's kind of how it goes, isn't it? Yeah, but I mean, you have to start things in order to try them to know if you want to keep doing them, but uh, I'm going crazy. <laughs> I mean, we're not adding this show onto our backlog of shows we need to watch, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, that way it doesn't get too long a list. Um, With that in mind, what rating would you give this show? I think we're in agreement on sweet. Yeah, it... uh. It fell into a lot of the same pitfalls that a bunch of anime does, but it's not bad enough to make it sour. And the show's certainly not, like, amazing and savory, so sweet is pretty much where we have to fall on this. Most anime is sweet. I would recommend brushing your teeth between applications of anime so that you don't get cavities. (laughs) Read a book. Read a book. (laughs) Is that what brushing your teeth is? I guess. I don't know about that. I mean, I can't think of anything less anime than reading a book. By brushing your teeth, I just mean (laughs) maybe fucking stop with anime for five seconds. No, just like watch some anime and then do something else. (laughs) Do do things other than anime is all I'm saying. That's the only life advice I I feel qualified to give. Having been in middle and high school at at one point in my life, you got to stop watching anime at some point. (laughs) Oh, no. <laughs> you can't just you can't just this, only watch this show anime. will tell you otherwise this show will tell you that you can watch anime forever and still find love which is true i guess but you gotta read a book kalena it's not like we quit anime we just watched an anime <laughs> yeah but uh, the characters in the show watch do anime like a lot well this i mean mm-hmm. They also have day jobs, so I don't know. That's true. That's true. That's very important distinction. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking that since this is the last episode of 2018, we've been doing this show for uh, a long time now. A year and a half and I was, over. Yeah. And I was, 
I don't know. I've just been thinking about it, wondering if like I've learned anything because like I can't say that I know for sure why I watch shows. You know, like like am I like all shows? Am I watching them to like feed a similar sort of like need, or is it a different case scenario for each one? Hmm, that could be an interesting thing to explore for the first episode of 2019 yeah definitely i think i'll need to i think i'll need to think really hard about the next episode then but that's we would definitely so even though this episode is up a week late we're sorry um we're still gonna have two weeks before the next episode um but that's good because if we're really going to like actually go through what shows we've watched and why we watched them and why we liked or didn't like them we are gonna need that time (laughs) yeah (laughs) Hmm. um but the fun thing is that the next episode is slated to go up on new year's day so we'll be like starting 2019 you know right off the bat (laughs) very fresh i went back and um listened to the first half and my audio quality is a million times better (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So we'll be starting the new year in style. And I'm also looking forward to maybe re-listening to the podcast and as part of this like preparation, I'm like coming back in the new year with some like new insights about why we watch shows and uh, hopefully being able to like apply that to the podcast. Yeah. And that's that's the other interesting, uh, I guess I should save this for the next episode, but that's the other interesting thing about having nearly 50 episodes of shows where that we have really liked and some that we've really disliked because it's really easy to just go back and say oh what was my opinion on that or like (laughs) i remember watching that and liking it but i can't remember why and just going back and going oh interesting it's yeah it's archived even if it's a part of yourself that you can't quite recall right. right away and and i can do that for 50 different shows and some of which i liked but didn't continue and some of which i watched a lot of yeah it's interesting i don't know what to think about that yet but it's certainly <laughs> it's a unique sort of resource to be able to access yeah so i think that would be a fun thing to do for our new year's day episode just like sort of like review uh everything we've done so far yeah, not in in a grand way like that, but just kind of each of us go back and think about, you know, the shows that we watched more of and the shows that we didn't watch more of and and why and what makes a show, you know, what what makes you want to watch more of a show. You like specifically. Huh. Okay. I'm going to work hard on that. I'm really curious to see what we learn next time. Yeah, I'm excited now. <laughs> <laughs> We've been podcasting for almost two years, and I finally have a real microphone. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Well, we can't quit now, can we? No. Hell no. Hell no. All right. (laughs) We will see you in 2019. Wow, that feels weird to say. I know. 2018 was amorphously fast and also very slow. <laughs> I, I don't know. 2018 I, I lasted year 30 like years, that. but how, how is 2019 already coming upon us? Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. The vagaries of time are an enigma beyond us. <laughs>
All right. See you next time. Bye. Bye.